Hello and welcome to The Prime Actor with me, Rhiannon Mosson. And me, Maddie-Anne Holt. We're back to bring you an all-access pass to the world of acting, singing, dance, musical theatre and all that's in between. The Prime Actor is sponsored by the Anna Fiorentini Theatre and Film School, which is an award-winning part-time drama school who have branches all over London. Their sister company is Stage in the City, who are also running incredible courses both online and in person. This week, in a follow-up episode, we're joined by Marianne Miles, mother of former guest Taj Miles, from her son being one of the youngest children on the West End stage through to the critically acclaimed Small Axe Mangrove on Primetime BBC this week, Marianne has first-hand experience of exactly what it's like to balance the industry and family life. Marianne, it's lovely to have you. I'm sure you're very proud of Taj this week after Small Axe aired on the weekend. Hi ladies, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm very proud. The whole family's been <laughs> buzzing all weekend. It's been, oh, it's yes. been really wild this weekend. And I guess, like, it must be mad because you're not with Taj just now. He's still out filming, isn't Taj he? Taj has been out filming since July, yeah. And he's he's not back until January. Um, wow, OK, so he's not back for Christmas, nothing. He's, stay, he's staying out there. He's going to go to Jamaica. He finishes on December the 18th. And my father, who normally comes over every year, hasn't been able to come over, obviously, because of COVID. So um, he's going to go to Jamaica to spend Christmas with my dad. Oh, nice. God, that'll be, that'll be so. I have to say, Rhea and I, when we um, Zoomed Taj, we were unbelievably jealous. Actually, I think that I have a feeling there was a storm, wasn't there, when we Zoomed? That softened the blow. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We were like, that's fine. (laughs) Did he give you a tour? No, he didn't actually. No, he, um, we were, we were like trying to Zoom him in between uh, a ferocious storm, but um, we did see. A little bit of the outside. No, I, I think that might have pushed me over the edge, to be honest, Marianne. <laughs> I've seen on his Instagram. He's having a good time. He's fine. He's literally living in my dream house right now. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I hope he knows that it's down to your support through all the years that he is, is doing that, alongside his talent, obviously. And um, we just thought it'd be really interesting to have um, a parent's perspective on what it's like for young performers in the industry and um, to, to, for other families to kind of know what to expect or kind of constantly the unexpected. Um, so it's really great to have you here. Um, and so just to think about what really made you kind of consider performing arts for Taj when he was little. Taj... As you know, <laughs> Taj is Taj is um is always been a creative child. Um, it was it was actually my father who said he and in his Jamaican way he can't go to a normal school, um because Taj was always performing. He was performing at a young age, <clears throat> and we me and my father always tell the story where he fell off the bed when he was two, and then he refused to walk. He so we thought there was literally <laughs> something wrong with him. So we took him to the hospital. Um, went to A&E, they x-rayed his leg and they said, well, they can't see anything wrong with him, but because he's in so much pain, they put a whole back slab on his leg, cast on his leg for a week. No. And we carried him around for a week, had to bring him to the toilet, bring his food for him and everything. And then when we took him to the specialist two weeks later, a week later, they, they cut it off and said, there's nothing wrong with the kid. <laughs> He's incredible. He literally he destined. acted that out for a whole... He never broke character. He acted that out for a whole week <laughs> in the hospital, at home, everything. He 
never broke character. And then me and my dad said, nope, find a drama school now. <laughs> find a drama school now. Yeah, but he, yeah, he's, and he was always like that. He was always, whenever I got, um, went to school for his, um, parent teacher meetings, they said he's always performing. Like he would spin to the toilets, he would pirouette to go to the toilets and whatever he did, he was always the first one to put up his hand to speak in in the classroom and he was never himself they said he was always playing a character when he was speaking so um yeah it was just a no-brainer really yeah i mean it just seems like it's so obvious isn't it when you see you do so you especially at anna fiorentini there you sometimes like a lot of the obviously most of the kids because they're there but you do see in children when they've got that sparkle i guess that little streak that runs through them where you're like yeah you your life's on the stage mate like there's no <laughs> nothing else for it <laughs> Um, and then when did, when, what, what was the moment that when you, when Taj went to, you know, like the stage schools and things like that, that, that you went, oh, hold on, this is getting serious now. Um, like, you know, things have progressed. Obviously he was very young when he, um, the youngest child on the West End stage. Um, what was that kind of flip like for you? Do you know, I thought about this question and I, I honestly, honestly, to me, it got serious when he moved to, to go and do Death in Paradise. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but it's just a part of his life. It's just a normal thing. Taj got rehearsals, Taj got an audition. It was just normal. All this time, it's almost just been, been autopilot with me and the rest of my family. It's just, no, it's just been normal for Taj to do this. So I thought about that question. And when did we think this was getting serious? I'm like, well, actually, when he had to move out of home. Yeah, that's interesting. Not even when he went to to do class dismissed and he had to to leave for the week and come back at the weekend. It's just what Taj did. He's the only one in my family that does this. So it's just, it's only now like we're like, oh, wow, he's gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to be on primetime BBC TV. He's going to be in the Radio Times and everything. Now it's getting serious. But that whole time, it was just Taj. Yeah, that's so interesting. And I suppose that... It is different when, and I've heard people in soaps talk about this, that the difference of being kind of zoomed into people's living rooms weekly is is a different experience than, you know, even when he's had leads in West End shows. You know, that's like a, a select audience, isn't it? Not everyone is going to see that. And it, it that is different. Um, and I have no doubt that he's going to be able to handle that just fine. He'll... He'll be, he'll be great. Yeah, um, I, I think even for the family, I mean, for the kids in my family, it's when he was on Class Dismissed and everyone thought he was as famous as Beyonce or more famous. <laughs> He's more famous than Beyonce, which is what my little niece um, told me. But, um, yeah, it's, it's now. Now it's getting serious now. Do you think there was a benefit to that as a, as a, as a mother? Um, to I, I mean, how do I phrase this? You know, sometimes if you, if there's parents and they're like, we just want, we want them to succeed and, and like, you know, I guess what you've got the, the term is of like being quite pushy, but what you're talking about there is that you just kind of let it happen and it was normal. I feel like there, there would have been a big benefit there for Taj whereby it was just the thing that he did and it was, there wasn't too much of a focus or a pressure put on him because it just happened. I really didn't want there to be any pressure. I... When Taj started, I think it was when he did Lion King. Oh, no, halfway through Oliver, I think. If Oliver was the first thing he'd done. And I joined a online 
um vlog i can't is it pushing mums not a pushing yeah mom? I, I like have the fear for you marianne like my <laughs> anxiety is already like psh. i read that i read some of the things in here i'm like oh my god i'm not i'm not doing this i'm not gonna be one of these mums there's no way um and i didn't want it to be where um where it was a pressure for him so whenever he an audition came in do you want to do this it was always his decision I wasn't going to be one of those mums that said, right, you have to do this. Because um, I've got an older son as well, and he's got, he doesn't have anything to do with... He's, he's, his career is in a completely opposite direction. So they always had choices. You can do whatever you... You can do what your brother's doing, or you can do what you want to do. It's up to you. I didn't want to be... I didn't want it to be where he came home and he just hates going to the theatre, or he, he comes from the theatre and he hates going to school. Um, so it was always a very relaxed, um, we always had a very relaxed attitude to what he, to his work. It was work, but it was, we treated it like it was a normal hobby, just everyday normal life. With his auditions, I know you mentioned it there, that you kind of always made sure it was his decision. And I, I, I definitely know that's how you worked as a family. Um, but for you as a parent, how did you find the audition experience kind of um obviously the waiting around but just generally how you kind of experienced that sometimes very harrowing and I don't know how he put up with it to be honest I kept waiting for him to say mum I don't want to do this one and he only did that once I can't, it was a BBC show I can't remember what it was now but he only did it one time I kept waiting for him to say, I don't want to go down there. I don't want to wait around all day. I don't want to, I don't want to hear them call my name and I didn't get it. I kept hearing him say, I kept waiting for him to say that. He never did. He just liked it. Mm. So sometimes I find it, I found it quite harrowing, especially, luckily the worst, um, the worst situations were when he got the part. So he didn't, so when I saw kids coming out crying because they didn't get the part, that didn't happen to him. But that, that made me feel really emotional for kids I didn't even know. So I just, I looked at that and I'm oh, please not my son, please not my son, please. I don't know what I would do. Um, he's only had a really bad, it, what, what was it? It was, um, Rhiannon, what was it? It was the Disney one. Uh, what was that? Oh. Evermore. I'd completely forgotten about that, yes. Evermore, Evermore really crushed his soul. <laughs> and I think that had, was a... a tricky time as well because with his theatre jobs they kind of happened back to back didn't they and then when he got a little bit older inevitably like it's it things change a little bit um and I think it might have been around that time as well yeah it was and that one really crushed his soul and the next day thankfully the next day his school had an inset day so he didn't have to go to school he wouldn't have gone to school the next day because he was so upset but then he started writing a script for himself better than evermore he said so (laughs) (laughs) there we go (laughs) that's it that is incredible yeah so then i mean that helped me to you know not feel so bad for him and 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 to realise that he's so resilient, because they also always say kids are more resilient than adults, that just really helped me to, to know that he was okay. He was not going to... If, if he didn't have an inset day, he was never going to school that day. I would have made an excuse just for him to stay home so that he can process it. And just catch his breath on Yeah, that. yeah, I, do think, I don't think that's fair. Um, he needs to be... I mean, we, we all have to be human. We all have to have mental health days. And I would have yeah. given him one on that day if he needed it. But he, he bounced back up the next day and said, right, I'm writing a script. 
<laughs> and that was and then the next day he went to school and he was fine you know that's really interesting that and i hadn't thought about that angle of um because as a performer myself i don't tell my parents about what anymore i used to about when i get auditions because my mum would be devastated she would for me and i would be fine like she'd be like oh so sorry are you okay and i'm like yeah that's fine (laughs) and so but with Saj, i guess that choice is not wasn't there for him because obviously you were chaperoning him to the auditions and you would so you would know whereas i can and also like there's only i mean i don't know with Taj. like obviously there's this this element of rejection and as they call it like you know having a thick skin or something that i feel really does stand you in incredible stead no matter what you're doing or what you go on to do for later on in life um and i guess for him did you see that being built up or did you see him kind of his resilience grow or was it as you said that he was just always resilient no i saw i definitely saw it grow as he got as he matured definitely saw it grow um he's had some near misses recently in the past couple of years where he's done six seven auditions recalls for netflix shows um and he hasn't and in the end he hasn't got the part and i'm 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 a mother so i'm I'm gonna be devastated to him just like your mother i'm gonna be devastated for him um but he's like mum you know we've done this before we've been here before that's how it goes i just you know we'll get the next one and he just keeps on going and sometimes I'll just, and I'll leave him and then about half an hour, I'll go into his room and hug him just in case, you know, he's trying to be a big man <laughs> and, and he doesn't want to, you know, and he doesn't want to tell me that he's upset. I'll just go and hug him anyway, just in case. Oh, Marianne, I want a little pocket you. I want a little pocket you everywhere. <laughs> we'll all get Marianne our, as our cheerleader. It'd be great. It feels so much better. I could just be like, bring you up, Marianne. I didn't get it. <laughs> Tasha's there like, can you stop bringing my mum? <laughs> Because I, I, I kind of see it as, I mean, I see it as, as his career is almost like his wife in a way. And if you keep getting rejected by your wife, you're going to be really hurt. So I kind of, want to, <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but that's kind of how I see it. And I feel like as he's, he's, he's 19 now, but Taj has been 25 or 30 since he was about 12. So he's, a, he's very mature. So I feel like sometimes he just doesn't want to show me now that he's older. Whereas when he was younger, he would just cry. Now, I feel like, mum, it's all right. Well, I'm all right. But I'll, so I'll do that. I'll go and hug him anyway. Just so, I, I mean, it makes me feel better. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know. But I wonder if because the environment you created for him, that there was no pressure, you know, like you're just doing this and it's it's kind of taking the course it's taking. It, he's not going to ever have that feeling of like disappointing anyone um, if he doesn't get anything. And I think that's a really positive environment to, to have. And possibly some parents in this industry don't you know they put so much pressure on their children to get the audition do it right that kind of there's even more kind of going on if you don't get it yeah I hear that definitely I am yeah that's a complete opposite to how I parent my children do your best that's it yeah I'll, I'll be really upset if you didn't try but once you try that's all you can do and that's all I ask of them. That's all I ever ask of them. And any tiny little sliver of success or achievement, I scream about it as if, as if they've won an Oscar. And they hate me for it sometimes, but I really don't care. Because I'm no. going gonna, gonna to scream about them. Because I, knew they, I know they tried really hard for, no matter how tiny the, the, the achievement was, I know they tried really hard to get that. So I'm going to make sure they know how, how proud of them I am.
They're so lovely. I hope they listen to this. I'm going to send it to them both and say, <laughs> listen to your mother. Um, Taj, has, Taj was very inspirational anyway in the podcast, but um, there was a couple of things that he said, which you kind of mentioned there as well, which is that um, I, I, we were asking kind of like, what's your biggest bit of advice or whatever? And he said, patience, just be patient, just keep working hard. But we were talking about the power of letting go. So, um, and, and you've kind of mentioned it there that how important it is to kind of do your best and then let it go. Like there's nothing more, there's no point in hanging on to things. Um, and so for you as a, as a mum, we've spoken about, you know, you being there at the kind of auditions and stuff like that. But what about that balancing with the rest of your family life? How did you as a mum go, I need to prioritise this for my family and I need, and, but this is going on at the same time? Do you know what? It's going to sound so weird. Things always happen for a reason. Well, that's what my granny used to say. And when Taj f- first started doing... My son, I've got my older son who was doing football and that's fine because that was weekends and I can manage that. But when Taj started really getting into acting and that's when he started doing Oliver, I, I was working in the music industry, nine to five, and I got made redundant. Um, and I got made redundant and about two months later, he got the part in Oliver, which meant I had to get him <laughs> to, to rehearsals at 10 a.m. and then pick him up at five, which was never going to happen if I had a job. So I looked at it as if this is, everything just kind of lines up in, 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 a, in sort of a divine way. So I would have no, normally gone and got another job, but because of Taj's career, <clears throat> I started being freelance. I'm still freelance now, and it served me very, very well. So balancing it was actually fine because I would take him to my eldest son. Um, my, t- my children are seven years apart, so my, my eldest son, he was able to manage himself, get to school, get home, and whatever. And with his football, I could do that on the weekends. With Taj, wherever he needed to be during the day, I could get him there, get online with my laptop and get my work done. And it really worked out really, really well. It's, it all joined together for some reason really, really well. So it wasn't really difficult at all for me. And that's, I think, I remember having this conversation with you at the time and us kind of saying, you know, it's not not just the commitment for Taj, really. The commitment's for the whole family and the impact that that has on everyone. And I know I've worked with other families in the um, more recently who kind of have really struggled to get that, you know, balance because they, like you said, if you've got a nine to five and your child has to be at rehearsal at 10, how how do you fix that and I think you know they've had understanding em- employers but not everyone is going to have that and then does that mean the child doesn't get to do it I it's yeah so I think you and you did it for years Marianne you really did I was thinking okay one of these times they're gonna say no we'll take a break but we kept going we kept going because it was really I mean I, I don't mind jumping on the train and working on my laptop to try and that's called multitasking now women are supposed to be good at that yeah you know doing that at all and then i mean taj is in covent garden all the time and there was loads of places that i could sit and work all day um that had free wi-fi and i could just get my head down and have a coffee and then i'm in the area so i'm not gonna be late to pick him up because i'm notoriously late with everything but <laughs> with that with that situation i didn't need to be my parents are really really understanding as well so if there was ever a time I couldn't pick him up, I couldn't take him, my, both my mum and dad, they were so excited to do it. Um, 
they're his biggest cheerleaders, those two. My eldest son as well, if he needed to pick him up, he was always there to, to do it. So I had so much help um, and everybody was really um, excited to... Because we've got... My, my family, we, we have sports people, we have doctors in my family. Every, everyone seems to be sort of medical. Um, but in terms of entertainment, we've got no singers, rappers, actors, nothing. This is the first one. So everybody was really excited to sort of immerse themselves in the world with him so it just worked out fine for my side thankfully yeah that's like that's a good team kind of coming together and like you said if they're really excited for him and proud of him then it's a nice thing to be involved in I think and be part of that journey I think for my parents as well they used to take us to the West End when we was younger and they haven't been down there in years and then they had to take Taj down there so it was sort of like oh I haven't been here in years so they um they kind of liked doing the, the they kind of liked doing the travelling, and and going to Theatreland and walking around while they was waiting for him. It was it was it's like they they had a they we they um we discovered their dating life <laughs> when they had to do. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> I love that. That is so yeah. sweet. Nice. I love that. <laughs> and um, opening night, are you, who's more nervous? Of course, me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know when Taj did an Efri and Teeny show, his first one at Hackney Empire, um, I chaperoned there as well, and um, I snuck him down and I took him to see the stage because we were backstage and he's like, "Oh my god, mum, it's so huge!" I'm like, "Yeah, it's really big, Taj, but you'll be all right. Don't worry." Um, and that was the one time I saw him nervous. I think that was the one and only time I saw him nervous. After that, I, I don't see nerves in him at all. He just can't wait to get on the stage. Yeah. I cry every single time, so. I mean, <laughs> sympathy nerves are real. Like, sympathy nerves are a real, real thing. I have a fr- like, obviously, I have a lot of friends that are performers. I, c- I can barely go to their shows. I don't, en- I don't particularly enjoy it. I just sit there in the audience like, <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not doing anything. I'm not on stage. But you have to... You, <laughs> you, <laughs> you have to balance it. Do you find... You say you cry. Do you um? Do you enjoy it? I know that's maybe a really silly question, but do you sit there and enjoy the show, or are you focused on that's my son up there? I am. For, um, the first time I just cry my way through, so that's my son up there. So I do need to watch the show two or three times so that I can notice everyone else and and actually learn what the show's about sometimes. But no, I do. The first time I always just just sit and watch him and and just be grateful that you know. Um, that, that this has turned out well for him. And that's what I normally do. Just grateful that he's doing what he loves. He looks like he's having so much fun. Um, and he's been rewarded for his talent. I remember seeing him in Matilda and um, just being completely overwhelmed by, particularly in that show, because they're all like, it's driven by children. And it just, it, it it's a lot to take in and I'd seen the show before but there was something different about it when I saw one of you know someone I know in it that I was just completely overwhelmed by just this absolute joy that they're just you know having the best time doing that doesn't it make sometimes make you want to get up there yourself oh Your god yes. I'm not but not I'm, now I'm not. though <laughs> <laughs> sometimes now. I watch those shows and I feel like, oh, I wish I was doing this when I was a kid this is what I want. This is what I realised now. I wanted to do when I was seven years old. It looked like so much fun, and he's got and he's got so many friends still to this day from all those West End shows he did when he was little. Yeah, we were speaking about that. Marion, you can do it now. What are you talking about? Let's talk. 
Wait, I can't I sing and I can't dance and I can't act, so no, it's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just going to ask you, Marianne, do you have like any advice or things people should watch out for as parents of young performers? Um, and what was important to you during that time? Um, I think just making sure he was comfortable, making sure he was happy, making sure he didn't feel any pressure or anything. Um, I would look out for, I would look out for um, parents giving unsolicited advice because you know their kids are superstars. <laughs> I'm <laughs> nodding for those who can't see me. I'm nodding, <laughs> right? Because their kids are superstars and they and they and they they treat you as if this is the first show your your child has ever done, um, and they tell you that you're doing the wrong thing. So you you've got to really listen to your your own child and know what they need and know what's going to be good for them, regardless of what anybody says, regardless of what the industry says, really. Because I've had some advice from um, chaperones and casting people who that just didn't fit in with my son at all. Um, what, what, where they told me that he should go and what he should do and what he should study and what he should look at. And I just didn't... I was like, Taj has got natural talent. He's going to go in there, he's going to learn the script, which he's, he's always been really good at doing and he's going to do his best and that's it but they know he could do better if he did this he could do better if he did that just focus on yourself and your son um focus on your child not the industry is what i'd say focus on your child and what he needs and what they need and what they they what their ambitions are and set your goal that way if you've got one or do what i did and just let it just let it flow and it, it will go it's like a it will just go where it needs to go don't put any pressure on yourself as a parent if they don't succeed and don't put any pressure on them. That's really wise. You can write a tagline for yeah. us, Marianne. Can I, I just wondered if I could be part of your family, Marianne. Because I just, I just want to at least be able to ring you up and be like, I got this part. Just you be like, I'm so proud. Oh, I didn't get this oh, one. one. <laughs> <laughs> anytime, sweetheart, anytime. I'm, um, I... After Taj turned 16 and I no, no longer needed to chaperone him, I actually got um, separation anxiety from not being a part of that. Interesting. I got a little bit... Of, I got a little bit... Oh, it, was, it, was, it was such a part of my... He started when he was eight, Rhiannon, seven? Seven. Seven. See, you remember. I was like, <laughs> he started when he was seven. <laughs> he started when he was seven, so that's a whole nine years. Yeah. yeah. It's over half his life of doing, of being with him on every step of the way. And the first time he had to go to an audition by himself, I was frantic. I sat by the phone. I was just staring at my phone, waiting for him to call me to tell me what happened. So I've got a little bit of separation anxiety from that. So, I, yeah, come along. I'm sure there's, <laughs> yeah, at least I'm sure, I'm sure there's, a, <clears throat> there's a job there, isn't there? I'm just trying to, like, factor what that role would be because I'm sure there is... I know, I mean, I can... There's, like, 30, at least, actors that I know that would, like... If, if there was a figure... That would just, you know, ease them when they got rejected, be proud of them when they got jobs. I mean, there's a lot of money to be made here, Marianne. I don't know what it is yet. Let me have a think. There's some kind of job role. <laughs> keep you extremely busy. Anyway, thank you so much for speaking to us. It's been really inspirational. Thank you. Thank you, Marianne. And also an absolute pleasure working with you over the years. So everything Marianne has said, I can, can, can tell you is all truth. <laughs> Yeah, you too, Rhiannon. Thank you. I've got one of my little nieces still at Anna for yes, so yeah, yes, yes, we yes. might have we might have another role to do because <laughs> I've been told that would be my job as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs>
If you have a burning question to ask about the world of acting or agenting or have issues that you would like to discuss, you can find us on Instagram at The Prime Actor Podcast. We're going to finish each week with a quote to motivate, inspire or just make you laugh. And today's comes from another actor who has experienced life as a child and adult actor, Daniel Radcliffe. Go boldly and honestly through the world. Learn to love the fact that there is no one else quite like you. I love that. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about the Anna Fiorentini Theatre and Film School, then you can head to their website, www.annafiorentini.com. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.